the trip back east to face West Virginia. And we're headed into November's Big 12 stretch run with Kalani and running back Aiden Robbins coming up next on BYU TV and ESPN+. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is presented by Intermountain Health, official medical provider of BYU Athletics. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It is a... Uh... It is a full house Halloween night. Thank you all for being here. This is awesome. I'm not in costume. It's okay. Everyone else is. We got it covered. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation, on this Halloween night. Welcome back inside the BYU Broadcasting Building on the BYU campus in Provo for our Week 9 edition of BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. We are live and on demand via the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps and ESPN+. We invite you to participate in tonight's show with our live public opinion polls via the Opine app. Download the app and then vote in real time and see the results on the screen. And our social media hashtag for tonight and every week is hashtag Sitake Show. Coming up on tonight's broadcast, we will recap a Saturday setback at nationally ranked Texas. A trip to Morgantown is next on the agenda. We'll look ahead to a meeting with the Mountaineers. Safety crew Wakely joins Jerem Jordan inside the film room. Deep Blue will profile wide receiver and kick returner Talmadge Gunther. Our in-studio guest tonight is running back Aiden Robbins. We'll have a mini game night, some BYU football trivia, and our weekly uniform reveal at the end of the show. This Saturday's game will be his 99th as BYU's head football coach. Let's get tonight's show underway by welcoming in the leader of your BYU Cougars, Kalani Sitake. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. Ruth St. We got our lay girl Good job, on the job. Nice job, Ruth. I don't know if I could have gotten any lower than that. So, <laughs> yeah. What's up? Good looking crowd. What a crowd, Let's right? Go. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Years ago. I wasn't expecting this, but this what, is nice. Yeah, well, yeah. It was a few, I was telling the crowd before okay, the show. My yeah. crew. A few years ago, we did the entire show on a Halloween night in costume. We did, that? yeah. We've gotten older and wiser, I guess. Yeah. So we just we don't well, care anymore. Even, even then, I did. I was a member. I was like Millie Vanilli. You were Millie or Vanilli, one of the two. Yeah, and yeah. I was well, I was limp sticking, but I don't think that's how old I. Nobody, like, nobody got it. Yeah. So we, was, we were already both old. For so that, then yeah. I, I shifted, and I was the DJ Khaled, and just <laughs> just saying, and another one. That's all I did the whole time. <laughs> but everyone else is uh, is uh, fully attired. It looks pretty cool. Looking good, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, Appreciate you guys. Here. Well, uh, man, uh, The Rock is in the house on this I Halloween night. You love The Rock. We love The Rock. And Indeed. we don't get to shout them out enough on the show. But since they are all here, how about we tell you know, Cougar Nation just what The Rock means to you and all the boys? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, my kids ask me to stop doing the gritty and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and, but I, every time I get out there and The Rock's been out there, it's just they give me all that energy. I have to do something, you know. And, and, uh, but it's, it's, uh, I mean, I, it seems like not long ago that I was in that position. And, and uh, I just love my time as a... BYU fan and a, and a BYU football player and a student at the same time. And so the energy you guys bring to the field and to bring to the stadium is awesome. And uh, it feeds our guys. I wish I could just ball them up and take them wherever I go with uh, on the road, too. But uh, just really appreciate you guys. And then uh, I think the future is really bright with, with uh, them, you know, graduating, becoming alumni and starting their families and raising their kids right. BYU fans. By your applause, how much do you appreciate Kalani's end zone walks pregame? <laughs> Yeah. 
I'm just glad that like I'm just glad that I'm not getting hurt during the the you know or that I don't embarrass myself too much. But yeah, I love you guys. I'll do whatever you guys ask me to. I'm, I'm trying to change up the dances, but I don't know what else I could do when I'm trying to walk <laughs> you across. You always give them a little something. It's good. Yeah, I also don't want to pull anything. I want to make sure that I'm ready to run around the sidelines during game time. <laughs> uh, this is a great night already. We're only five minutes in. Um, practice update from today. How things go? Yeah, really good practice. I mean, Tuesdays are probably our, our most physical, demanding practice. We're full padded, and, and uh, we, we, we get after it, you know. So uh, today was really good. Had a lot of crossover stuff. and. Uh, you know, there's some guys that are banged up. Um, I think that happens during the season. But uh, the, the question is whether uh, we can rely on a guy that's banged up compared to the guy that's backing them up that, that is 100%. So we're trying to figure that out today. And it's hard to figure it out if you don't go live and you don't go uh, uh, full padded practice. And uh, we'll watch the film and, and get back to it and see what we can get done tomorrow. It was a tough day at Texas on the weekend, but a really, really good Texas team on the road in their place. And it felt different from a couple weeks before when you had a rough day at TCU. This was it, it just felt different. I don't know if you could put it into words why you why you came out of that game, maybe a little with a, maybe a, a, a different approach or a different feel. Well, I mean, we, we shifted some things around on our schedule and we know that there's this this big fear of us playing in the daytime or so whatever it is. So we, we, we kind of, you know, we, we went to it and, and look at the data and the research and figured out ways that we could perform at our best and at least not come out flat. And that's my job as a head coach, make sure that we're not flat like we were against TCU. And um, I think the, the, the start was not good, you know, and uh, not being able to um, just going, going down and on a punt return like that is really hard. But we just knew that if we had the effort, energy, I would say this, that the guys fought and they, they battled. A really good team that, that's in, the, in, the, in contention for the playoffs. Um, yeah, we had our moments, and, and I, th I still think that we had. We are down two scores. Uh, with 10 minutes left in the game, and I, I was hoping, I just felt like we could probably do some magic there and, and, and get a couple touchdowns and make this thing fun, you know, and, and uh, they're the ones that end up making the touchdowns, and I'm happy for Sark and his team. Uh, Sark's a, a proud alumni of BYU, and, and uh, he's, he, you know, he, he says nothing but great things about his time here as a, as a student athlete and uh, as mentor uh, Lavelle like myself, and so uh, I'm, I'm honored to call him a friend and glad that he's representing the right way out there. We'll look back to the Texas game a little more deeply in a second, but we flash forward to this week and you go to the East Coast now for the first time and only time this year where you take a true East Coast trip. When it's an East Coast travel situation, playing on Saturday night, uh, how do you plan to handle travel with the guys? When do you go out? What's the best way to do it? Yeah, whenever there's a, a two time zone change, um, we usually go 48 hours before, so we'll leave Thursday. We'll practice Thursday morning and then leave Thursday afternoon, try to get uh, acclimated to the time change. I don't think it's that crazy but uh, the data shown that if you do that then you have a practice on Friday there uh, the, the game is on uh, Saturday night for all you night believers but <laughs> the uh, I think I think when we get to the game Saturday night we'll have a, a good uh, a regen, regen workout in the morning on Saturday and just get ready I think we're, the guys are excited to get back on the field I, I felt like they they know that they had missed opportunity again on, 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 on Saturday but I'm really proud of those guys how hard they fought there's some good things. I think that sometimes we get so negative uh, because we didn't get the result we wanted that, that we forget to praise the good things that happened. And there's some really good things that happened. Uh, I, I think it's easy to, to get down. And I, even myself, I have to remind myself not to get so down on it uh, because I just know the potential that they have and what we can get done. But uh, you also have to praise the, the good things that happened. Otherwise, I mean, you're talking to a guy that got like player of the game five times in my career. 
in the games that I played, and they were all losses. And, and, and it's kind of like, oh, let's give it to Kalani. He he blocked well, right? Yeah, okay, let's give it to him. And but uh, there's some, you know, one of those games was actually my best game I ever played, and Lavelle made me feel really special when he, he you know, put his arm around me and said, hey, uh, I just want you to know that I appreciate what you've done in this game. And that that was really uh, for me that was uh, uh, a huge impact in my life and. I want to make sure that, that I can do that the same for our guys. A couple quick notes before the Texas highlights. You played the Texas game without L.J. Martin. How does he look for this week? Yeah, he's practiced today. He looks good. I mean, uh, I think tomorrow will tell if, if, if he's – I don't think it's wasted reps, but I think it's really close, and, and uh, we'll see what happens. But it, it'll be good to get him and, and uh, Aiden running together. Okay. In Austin, 100,000 fans and a lot of BYU – I was impressed by how much BYU blue there was in that sea of orange there. Yeah, the strategy now is to spread them all out so that they can't <laughs> – grouped together and make a lot of noise, but they made a lot of noise, and, and it was nice seeing all the, the blue out there. And uh, At the end of the game, I, I didn't know which direction because they're kind of spaced out evenly everywhere, and, and so we just kind of formed like a circle and just sang the fight song. And By your portal, right? Yeah, yeah. we just kind of just wanted to sing so everybody can see us, and um, just want to let them know we appreciate them. With it, you know, just want to tip our hat to them and everything, and appreciate all the fans that made the trip there. And, and made a lot of noise. We try to entertain as much as we can. Obviously, I wish we would have done better, but uh, you know, I, I want them to know how much we appreciate and love them. Okay, so it's back-to-back -back road games, but on November 11th, the Rock and Hang Tight, we got a night game back at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on November 11th. That's good news, right? <laughs> I don't think these guys care. They'll stay up late. Day and night, night, it doesn't yeah, really it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. They're ready. So I, I like the daytime because I, I like trying to see what other uh, tan lines I can create. Um, you know, <laughs> so but maybe I'm the only one. <laughs> but these guys help make a, a Saturday night at Lavelle oh, yeah. Stadium pretty it's, special, though. Listen, it, I, I know I brag about it all the time, but I'm telling you, every coach that, that goes through that experience, they always tell me um, afterwards, like, that was something else. And they always say that student section is amazing. And I'm like, yep, they are. And I, I, they know it. I mean, they, they know yeah. how good they are. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I mean, I... I call them. I call them the rowdy, rowdy rock for a reason. You know what I mean? They're, they are rowdy. They make a lot of noise. They're and, game changers. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's awesome. I love. I love making them happy, and 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 uh, I like seeing them get get you know amped up and get excited. That's why we try to strategically try to you know have try to play most of our game in that corner, <laughs> which I think is kind of messed up because the north end zone is really good too. And the fans are awesome all over the place, but. But it, it, you can always rely on the rock to make a lot of noise, especially when our players are kind of addicted to doing this and getting them up. And, yeah. and so, I, I, you know, I just and then I think the offense comes out and they're like, hey, don't. And I'm, to me, it's like once you get them started, it's hard to get them stopped. True enough. Let's go back a couple of days. Uh, BYU did take on Texas this past Saturday in Austin. Cougs were looking to go five and one all time against the Longhorns. But uh, Steve Sarkeesian's team came in and left with a top 10 ranking intact. Let's check out the highlights presented by Maersk. And the game did, that game did get underway, as Kalani noted, with a special teams play that uh, Xavier Worthy makes. He's a good one and showed why on this play. Yeah, really, really tough start. I mean, that, that's, uh, you know, I, I think we have, a, we have an opportunity to flip the field and rely on our defense to get a stop there. And, and uh, credit to them, they made a big play. Then you make a big play. Crew Wakely takes it back. You thought you'd have a first and goal at the 10. A block took it back, and BYU did not score on this particular possession. But Crew with his first career INT, that did make it 14-0 Texas. Isaiah Banya gets in. He gets the strip. He gets the sack. He gets the fumble recovery. And a long drive later, BYU puts three on the board. You're on the board. Yeah, I mean, not 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 the way we wanted to start it, being in the in the hole that and having to crawl our way out of it. But uh, you have to give Texas a lot of credit, and didn't, you know, it was unfortunate we had that play. But we we went down in, at halftime, tried to make some adjustments, 
come out and try to we were down two scores just couldn't take advantage of it. These are the last two touchdowns Texas would put on the board after BYU made it 21 to 6. These two fourth quarter touchdowns after BYU shut out the Longhorns in the third made the final score 35 6 on this day and uh, Texas in the initial college football playoff rankings that came out tonight has moved ahead of Oklahoma and uh, Texas now in the first CFP rankings as eyes on a college football playoff berth we shall see these are your final stats and ended up being minus in the turnover margin in this season when you've been positive in winning games every time. Yeah, and that, I mean, you know, I don't like that we turned the ball over and, and that we didn't take advantage of all the turnovers that we created. We also had some fourth down stops and, and uh, that, that we I think we could have if we could have just flipped it and, and found ways to make plays and get first downs and get some scores on the board. I think we could have gained some momentum, but uh, you have to give credit to Texas. I thought they, they did a good job weathering the, the storm and even any, any type of, of momentum that we could get. They're, they did a good job at stopping it, and, and that's why they're ranked so high. And um, We just won't get that opportunity back, but we're looking forward to bouncing back and getting to the next game. Held Texas the two for five in the red zone, including a couple of great fourth, uh, fourth down goal line stands. Those stats were presented by Smarty, location, location data experts. Now let's take a look at the remaining schedule of the season, also presented by Smarty. And BYU is already two-thirds of the way done through the 12-game regular season slate. One win shy of bowl eligibility. And four more cracks to get at least one more win down the stretch run. It's all November games now, two on the road and two at home. And the road games sandwiching those back-to-back -back home games in mid-November. And it starts off in Morgantown. Have you been to Morgantown? No, never. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I hear that it's, uh, it's a tough place to, to play. And then the, the crowd, uh, their fans love their team too. So it'll be, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I've seen, it, seen games on TV and heard about it. But I think it's a cool experience. We had a good experience in Texas. Uh, I'd like it to make this one better than that one by gaining a victory, but uh, I think our guys are ready to go. They're excited about this game. Should be a lot of fun Saturday night at 7 o'clock Eastern time with a leading tackler for BYU in Texas was a safety who wasn't a household name when the season began, but Crew Wakely is a name we've been saying frequently in our radio play-by-play -play descriptions. He's becoming a playmaker who on Saturday recorded his first BYU interception, and tonight he joins our Jerem Jordan inside the film room. All right, crew, you're a high school starting quarterback. Now you're the starting free safety at BYU. What's your journey been like to go from getting the ball to trying to pick off the ball? Uh, it's been a journey for sure. A um, lot of, I would say a lot of ups, downs, a lot of frustration I had to fight through. When I initially made the switch when I was up uh, in Logan, I made the switch to defensive back. I didn't really have uh, coaching as far as like, like I needed to start square one. Like, hey, I don't even know how to like get into a stance and backpedal. Like if you watch me backpedal, Jacob Robinson was at Utah State with me at the time. And he was like, we, he was talking to me about it over the weekend. He's like, dude, I remember the first time I saw you backpedal versus like <laughs> seeing you now. He's like, it was like, it was so bad. Now that I'm on the defensive side of the ball, I don't know that I'd want to be on the other side. Mm, you've, you've switched over, converted completely. I am, yeah. <laughs> it took about three years for me to have the full conversion, but we're here, so. That's awesome. Yeah. And you have your own podcast too. Yeah. Laced Up is the name? Yeah, Laced Up Podcast. I try to throw out an episode weekly. Um, ben Bywater is kind of co-hosting with me right now. Uh, and we just we just really just get, get on, chop it up. It's nothing too formal. Um, I, initially I did it because I was like, I want something like, BYU actually does a really good job of this versus like most places, but usually when you see an athlete talking, it's a post-game interview, whatever, and you, you've got these certain things you've got to say. You've got to say it a certain way, right? We all know how that goes. So I was like, let's get something going where we can just hop on and just talk and people can get to know players 
on a more personal level, especially the BYU fans. Okay, let's break down some plays from this one. All you right. start the game off with the TFL. So we're in a man coverage here. I got my eyes on the tight end. As you can see, he rocks back there. And uh, honestly, I didn't think they'd start off the game throwing it right to him, but I love this play. This is, you've seen me make this tackle a couple times this season. This is the same, very similar play um, that I made the third down stop at TCU, just going in the opposite direction. I had another one like this at Sam Houston. So you can see eyes on the tight end here, runs back. And at this point, I know what he's doing. He's going to the flat and then ends up catching it a couple yards behind the line of scrimmage, and that's an easy tackle for me, just going through the legs. And that's how Coach Hill always teaches us when we make that tackle, it's through the legs, so. He would know yeah. as the safety coach and a former DB himself. Right, yeah. right. So when you do it his way, it works. That's what he always says. <laughs> have it your way, Burger King, let's go. Right. Okay, then you have an interception in this game. And this yeah. is a big play in the game. Big play, so I had been getting grief all week from uh, last week, <laughs> I dropped my interception. And so, uh, let's see, from the start, I just remember seeing, so QB's not ready for the snap, boom, hits him in the chest. I'm like, huh, I only see one receiver, everybody else is blocking, I'm like, I guess I'll drop to this guy. Not, like, I'm like, there's no way he throws it, but there's no one else for me to cover. Uh, go ahead and he throws it right to me, and I'm like, here we go. So I see the end zone, I'm going, I'm going. I see some blocks, cut back, there we go, run out of gas. Oh no, I'm tired. So <laughs> At the 20 <laughs> you went on empty? I was bummed out about that. I wanted to score. I felt like I should have had a pick six last week, and so this is my redemption time. And even if, unfortunately, Max Tooley's called for a right. crack back. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I remember right here, I'm like, holy cow, it hit me right about probably the 50-yard line. I'm like... I have a pick, I'm running a pick back. I might get a pick six against Texas. Like this is something I've always dreamed of. So that was cool, that was, that was a cool moment. Um, and then yeah, I get tackled. And at that point I'm like, hold on the ball, don't drop it. Yep. So. Okay, yep. then in the end zone, uh, a PBU, this is a great play. Yes, ball snapped, I see him release. He's not blocking, okay, boom, we're in pass. And based on his alignment, he's got two options. He's either going across the formation or he's going out uh, on an out route or a corner route, right? So his release, I see, okay, he's going across the formation. Now I need to catch the upfield shoulder. I'm on the upfield shoulder, making sure I don't get picked by the other crosser. We call this grid. Um, and so this is something we practice all the time. Our offense runs it too. So I'm, I know this is coming. And I see the, I can kind of see the QB out of my peripherals. I'm just hoping he throws it because I, I like the position I'm in. Here we go, balls in the air. Once again, I was upset. I about last week not getting the PBU, so here we are. And this is something Coach Hill teaches us, it's called gloving it. So you see a little swipe at the end, but you see how I kind of try to keep my hands static mm -hmm. um, versus a full full arm swipe that just gives you more opportunity. There's more variables, you can you can miss the swipe there. So mm. I tried to work the, the glove technique. Um, and yeah, I, I was talking to Eddie, I was like, I should try to tip that to you. Like, oh, you've tipped it to me enough. So, <laughs> and then we had to hit a little Sally. I tried to keep it after, uh, after TCU, I tried to keep it a little more uh, under control, but. Just don't look at him, right? Yeah, Just don't look, look back don't at the look at Okay, at West Virginia this week, obviously a long road trip, night game, Cougs play well at night. Uh, how you feeling about the opportunity to get bowl eligible this week? I've heard it's a hostile environment, so we'll, uh, uh, we'll go in think, uh, expecting that. West Virginia is a place that I've never been, so it should be fun. Night okay. games, night games are always fun under the lights. So um, yeah, I'm excited. I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't have much more else to say than I'm just ready to play another game. So okay, well, congrats on uh, the success against Texas, and good luck against West Virginia crew. Appreciate nice it. Nice to meet you, man.
All right, yes, this Saturday, BYU makes its way to Morgantown. Cougars and West Virginia Mountaineers playing Saturday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time, the kick. Both teams coming in with 5-3 and three records. West Virginia 3-2 and two in league, BYU 2-3 and three in Big 12 play. Mountaineers had lost back-to-back -back games before, a 41-28 win at UCF on Saturday. That was an impressive win uh, for West Virginia, especially having lost a couple of games, including a tough Hail Mary game. They got one back on the weekend. Yeah, and, and I think in the UCF game, they created some turnovers. Um, and, and, and that's a very explosive uh, offense that they were able to, to handle. And um, they, they have a lot, of, a lot of really good things going for them. Um, they, they've been in, in the conference for a long time. So, uh, you know, I, I think they've got established themselves as a, a powerhouse in the, in, in the P5 level. But uh, we're excited about the, the matchup. I, I think when you watch the film, the guys will realize that we got to play at our best and, and not got to minimize the mistakes. Good balance. You see their rush numbers pretty solid. They don't hurt themselves. Very few penalties. They don't throw a lot of picks. Only four on the year. When they do throw it, they're top 20 in yards per completion. The quarterback Garrett Green can run it. In addition to throw it, uh, ball control. They possess the ball a lot. It's just a solid offense. Yeah, and they're balanced. I mean, like, like you said, they, they can run the ball. And the quarterback can run. He's athletic. Uh, big uh, physical line. Um, so it, it's a lot of speed on their team. I like, I like our matchup, though, against them. I think we, gotta, we have to find a way to play assignment sound football and focus on the fundamentals and find a way to get the win. Uh, we're going to have to score a lot of points, and, and defensively we're going to have to uh, keep that quarterback and uh, you know, kind of contain him a little bit more. And, but most of the runs go through the running back position. Another tough road game, and uh, you've already mentioned the fact that uh, the losses you have suffered this year, uh, they've been on the road. At, at you know two teams that are ranked and one team that you know made it all the way to the national title game last year, you earned a win in SEC country at Arkansas. This is life in uh, this, this this is life in the Big 12 and in Power Conference football. Yeah, and it's exciting for our guys, you know, to go out there and, and, and uh, you can learn a lot about yourselves playing really good teams. And we've we've been able to do that. Obviously, not get the success that we want on the road, but this is a new week and different time, so it's it's a one game season for us, and we really don't care about anything other than this game right now. Next game you do get will put you into bowl eligibility. That'll be fun to talk about when it happens. As we break, this is your reminder that your day-to-day -day Cougar Sports play-by-play -play happens on BYU Sports Nation. Join Spencer and Jerem weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, Deep Blue will introduce us to wide receiver and returner Talmadge Gunther. And running back Aiden Robbins joins us live in Studio C when BYU football with Kalani Sitake continues. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. And Smarty, location data experts. is in the house and it's a full house. Talmadge Gunther's dream was to play football at BYU on scholarship. But when he was recruited to BYU, a scholarship wasn't then available. He still came to Provo and battled to see his dream come true. This is Deep Blue featuring Talmadge Gunther. The first time that I came out of the tunnel, it was a lot of emotions all in one. Talmadge started going to BYU football games from a very young age and loved it. It made me reflect on all the games I'd been to in the stands. Growing up, always wanting to be someone who played and who ran out the tunnel onto the field. I remember when BYU would lose, he would 
cry. He took it hard at a young age. He was a big fan. For me personally, I think it's more special and has more meaning being at BYU because that's been our family's team forever. I remember my first time ever meeting Kalani Sitake, he just gave me a big bear hug. <laughs> and he gave Talmadge a bear hug. It was really a sweet experience, but he basically said, we want Talmadge to play. We will watch film this morning and we're all in agreement. We want him to play for BYU. He was honest right up front. He couldn't offer him a, a scholarship. Although it wasn't a scholarship, that was all I needed because I wanted to be here. After practice number two of that first spring ball, I had kind of assessed the situation and felt like if I was ever going to get a shot at quarterback, it was going to be a long, long way down the road, if at all. So Talmadge had to make a decision when he saw the lineup of quarterbacks. And after the first week of spring camp, his first true spring camp, he changed. He said, I'm going to switch to receiver and I'm going to try to make a name on special teams, punt return, kickoff return. I was open to, to basically anything that would keep me on the team because at that point nothing was guaranteed, nothing's promised, you know, year after year. I got to find a way to make something happen here. We got married at the end of July, which meant we could have a couple day honeymoon and fall camp started. And I just remember telling my mom and dad, like, we just got married and we don't ever see each other. And not just that, is when he would come home, he just wanted to go straight to bed because of how tired he was. And although frustrating for her at times, you know, she was always committed to me and, you know, wanted me to succeed in that dream of playing football. You know, you see the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you hear it from social media. You see it when your husband comes home with bruises and scratches and in pain. And you see people asking, like, why does he still do it? But I would definitely say the biggest things we've gained is to trust in each other, to trust in the Lord, and that everything happens for a reason. Three months into marriage, we found out we were I don't know why I say we. I feel like guys, we always say we, but she was expecting our child. And that was a shock because we, we weren't planning on that. It was, it was kind of a surprise. You know, the next couple months, we were just trying to decide like, okay, I'm the provider in the family. He has no income with school because he wasn't on scholarship. And we weren't quite sure exactly what we were going to do. So Talmadge and Brooke had been just having discussions and really crunching the numbers and looking at their lives. And Tal was honestly wondering, can I keep doing this? You know, this dream that Talmadge always had. We thought he was going to have to end that. And I wasn't sure if I was going to continue with my education, but we're having a baby. So we just knew, okay, we need to make some decisions, whether that's me to continue working, finding other people to watch him, or if you're done with football. We walked into the team room, and there was a ton of protein bars that I hadn't really heard of or seen before. I was like, what in the world is going on? Kind of had a, I was a little grumpy. A walk-on that's been busting his butt here a long time is Thomas Gunther. Where is he? <laughs> Yeah. You can thank coach. We want you to be employee number two, and we want to pay for your tuition. When he said my name, so many emotions just flooded, flooded in. I was so grateful, so happy, 
you could see and feel the energy uh, in the room from all of his teammates because they knew that that he deserved that, that he deserves some type of you know scholarship, so to speak. And that's Talmadge isn't just about the results. He's not emotionally attached to the results. He's committed to the process. And so to, when you are able to see um, a reward like that happen, everyone was cheering and jumping and super emotional because they know the impact that Talmadge brings to the team. I had just started to cry, but I was so excited for him because again, he could continue with a dream that he had always had. To me, he's what our program's all about. He's as well-liked as any player I've ever coached. I mean, just everyone on the team loves him. You don't see Maj compromise on his character, ever. He's probably one of the best things on our team that people don't know about. And it's just more than stuff that he, he listen, he can do it on the field. He's very capable, but it's, it's, the, it's the little things that he does off the field. He's been there for, I want to say this is his fifth year. He sent me a video. There's one player in particular uh, who has busted his butt four years, I believe it is, and just deserves, deserves a reward, okay? And so, uh, Maj, we're going to put you on scholarship. Yeah! I immediately just tears um, came to my eyes and we had hung up and I just talked about how proud I was of him. I think that that was such a special thing for both of us. And Tal's just so excited. Like that's all he's dreamed of is to have a scholarship at BYU to play football there. Brooke has been great. Think about her job to have a three-year-old on her side during a game and, and now a newborn baby to juggle two children through football, all the practices. She's a real champ in this and you have to give her credit. I hope that I can be someone that they can look to and think like, okay, if I don't achieve exactly what I want to, or if my formula doesn't add up where I do this and it doesn't quite get me to here, they can see that there's still value that you can bring, whether it's through your presence in the locker room, whether it's by your attitude, things like that, you can still make a difference and have a great impact on a team. That's what keeps me going, is just knowing that the experience that I'm getting from football is going to be a value to me all the way through my life, not just when I'm done playing football. Well, he's earned a lot since he's gotten here, and he gives a lot to your program. Yeah, and just, uh, we couldn't do it without him. You know, he's a, he's a, big part of our team and, and what a great example to all our other walk-ons and uh, he's been one of those guys that's been really encouraging to, to you know the young men that, that are going through a transition a lot of these guys have been the stars I mean Talmadge himself was Mr. Football at Utah uh, when he played in the state of Utah when he played for Lone Peak and uh, he had scholarship offers and, and uh, so for him to come walk on here and uh, to be humble enough to just keep working and keep going and have faith I mean him and Brooke are amazing so we, we're lucky to have him and his wife and, and, and their kids in our program. And um, man, it's stories like that that, that makes, makes my life. I, I'm so lucky I get to coach these young men yeah. and be a part of their family. And so I'm, he's going to do great things in life. He's already done great things for us in our program. And uh, I'm looking forward to see what he can do for us this weekend in this game, in this game and the rest of the season. 
All right, now to another special story on your team. Our special guest tonight took a somewhat circuitous path to becoming a BYU Cougar, deciding to play for two other schools before eventually ending up in Provo. Now that he's here, he's part of a promising running backs room and looking to be part of a late season resurgence in the run game. Please welcome into Studio C, Aiden Levin. We didn't want you to have the rock only at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We brought him into the building tonight for you. That's so. what's up, man. <laughs> Let's go. Good to have you here. Thank you. Appreciate you for having me. Well, how are you feeling these days? No, I'm feeling pretty good, man. Ready to go Saturday. How were you feeling like a month and a half or two months ago when the season began? Not as good? Yeah. yeah I mean, it was, <laughs> Took it a little was while tough. to get feeling right, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you're feeling good now. Yeah, I'm feeling great. You look, you look a little different. Did, did things just move a little better for you right now? Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, you know, obviously, it's a, it's a little different when, you, when you're healthy, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's just part of the game. Let's learn about you a little bit. We had a Deep Blue uh, feature on, uh, on the show a few weeks ago. It talked about your upbringing in Louisville. How close is Louisville to, still to your heart, even though you don't live there right this minute? Oh, it's, it's close to my heart because, I mean, you know, that's, that's where I began my college journey, too. Um, you know, it's always my dream to play at UofL, and, you know, I graduated from there. Um, Pretty quickly, I'm too, alone. right? Yeah, two and a half years. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I grew up there. I spent the first 21 years of my life there. So, you know, it's, it's dear to my heart. But, you know, Utah holds a very special place in my heart right now. So You made a decision as a 17-year-old to stay home at Louisville, play for, play for the Cardinals. And then you, you took uh, – uh, there was one more stop before you came to BYU. What made UNLV the good choice for you at that time? Uh, well, at the time, I mean, UNLV just, you know, it provided me, a, you know, um, a good opportunity schematically. Um, you know, unfortunately, I was going to try and get into their NBA program, but like the time I had applied, it was too late. So I just ended up getting in uh, another master's program there, uh, master's of, uh, what was it, master of arts in leadership, something like that. So, you know, I just <laughs> went ahead, did that, and, um, you know, balled out on the field, and, you know, some things happened at the end of that season. And, you know, I got a call from Harvey Unger and, you know, Coach Kalani, and, you know, we made that happen. But that wasn't the first contact with BYU because, oh, no. Kalani, you'd been into Aiden back in the Louisville days. Yeah, we, we recruited him out of high school. Yeah. And um, we knew it was going to be a tough get because he's, a, he's a, you know, his hometown. And, uh, but we just we re actually really liked the person that he was. And they, the more we got to know him, the more we just kept thinking, man, if we can just get him out here. And he came on a trip and he loved it out here. Um, and had a, it had a good impression on him that the second time was easier. It was a lot easier for us to get him here. So you didn't totally lose sight of BYU, and they didn't lose sight of you. Was it important to you that even though you said it wasn't right the first time that they kind of stuck with you and kept in touch? Oh, yeah, that's huge, man. This, and this game is all about relationships. And the relationship I had with the coaches here, you know, that, that was, like, huge. And it was very attractive for me in order to make that decision to come here. Okay. You decided to come to Provo eventually. Uh, life at BYU, how's it treating you? You know, I love it out here. Never, never, I tell you what, never in my life did I think I'd be in Utah. <laughs> but I'm here. <laughs> Some way, somehow, I'm here, and I love it. You kind of grew on me a little bit. You know, it's great people here, best fans in the country. And, man, I, you know, it's a great school, too, man. I, I really do love it here, truly. And you're working on your master's here now, right? Correct. What program are you in here? MBA. Okay. 
How's that treating you? It's good. I like it. Um, I really like it because it's, it kind of provides me like a family atmosphere. It's not like you're just going to class with a bunch of randoms. You know, the guy, the people, <laughs> the people in my class. I'm like, I'm really starting to develop a relationship with them because I'm only in three in-person classes, and I have the have those classes with the same people. So I really like it, man. And you know, it's really great for networking. That's probably the biggest thing about the NBA program. It's a great that's, program here. Yeah, yeah. that's huge. Uh, I remember, recall seeing in your deep blue um, that uh, you uh, said you're a football junior, right? Is that still the case? So, so do you have another year after this? I do. So you plan to be here at BYU one more year, right? We'll see. <laughs> I mean, because, because we'll see. the NFL, I, should, I shouldn't say it because yeah. like you, you were thinking about you know the NFL yeah. at some point too. Yeah, so that, that's clearly in the mix, right? Yeah. For sure. How would you describe your season so far? Um, you know, obviously it, it didn't go how I planned initially, um, but you know, that's life. Sometimes life throws curveballs at you. Um, sometimes life throws adversity at you and it's all about how you're going to respond. And so, you know, I just take this thing day by day. I'm not thinking about the next week. I'm thinking about today. I was thinking about practice today and the game on Saturday and just how I'm going to, you know, improve from last week. Kalani, how do you describe Aiden as a running back and then as a teammate? Well, just a teammate. He, he'll, he'll. I'll just have to tell everybody that he had. He wasn't healthy um, during the season when he was taking the carries, and I think a lot of it was he was just trying to be as best of a teammate as he can, help the team as much as he can. But it was pretty evident that he wasn't running like he normally does, which is pretty violent and aggressive. And so we we had to get some opinions on what's the best thing for him, and that's to rest him. And uh, that rest has provided him the opportunity to be 100 percent. You see him now running 100%, what he can do, and, and how dangerous he can be with the ball in his hand. So, uh, but as a teammate, this, this, this guy's amazing. I can I, I tell you, uh, the team loves him. That's why they voted for him to be a leader from the, on our team. And uh, I, I think he's super bright and, and super smart, intelligent. Uh, it's not easy to get a degree that, in such a short amount of time and to get accepted into our MBA program. And he's thriving there, and I think he's going to do some wonderful things. Whenever football's done, I think he's going to do some great things in business and uh, be a, a, a nice donor to our football program. <laughs> and, you know, work on some deals with our guys. So I'm excited about him and his future, but uh, I'm, I'm so excited that he's on our team. And, you know, uh, I, I'm glad. I think, I think things started to look up when he got the beard card, too, you know, so that, that was really helpful for him, too. But, but I love the way that he plays the game. I love the way he leads, and he's always been, been a positive uh, leader for our team, which is really good for us, and it's really helped out with the young guys like LJ and the other guys in the position group with, with Miles and Dion and, and the rest of the guys. This guy's done an amazing job. It's not just about him. He's, if you watch the guys make plays, he's, he's, he's the one that gets the most excited when his teammate, when the other running backs are making plays. Claudia, you mentioned most of the guys. What do you and the guys in the running backs room want to get done here in this last month of regular season football as a run game? Uh, yeah, obviously, you know, week by week, we want to improve the run game um, from where we started earlier in the year. And, um, you know, just kind of kind of be coachable and go off of what Harvey tells us. He's huge on being selfless, man. And, um, you know, we kind of take that to heart. And, you know, being selfless means a lot of things. You know, when you get in the ball, um, just one, being coachable, reading your blocks. And then when you're not having the ball, blocking for your teammates, you know, basically just just being a guy that, that's a team player. And, you know, we'll get ours whenever it comes to us. All right, big month ahead. Stay where you are. We'll come up next with some uh, Halloween-themed fun and games with Kalani and running back Aiden Robbins with BYU Football with Kalani Tisake continues.
Money's the Top Day, presented by Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. All right, tonight's mini game night event is Halloween-themed on this All Hallows' Eve. The game is called Who's That Coog? How it works is this way. We've used AI to add a Halloween-themed mask to your teammates and or coaches' photo day headshots. You have to guess who that coog is. Tell us who's under the mask. Okay, and you guys, you guys can work together on this. Here we go. We're going to get our first teammate with a Halloween mask. Who is that coog? Who is that coog? Hmm. Looks like I can. <laughs> Cosmo. <laughs> under the mask. Which teammate? Who do you think that is? Is that Rico? Is it Rico? I almost want to say. It looks like Ryan Rico, right, guys? Yeah. Kalani says Ryan Rico. That's What's the answer business. here? It is. Ryan Rico! Yeah. Well, I've never even seen the headshots, just so you guys know. <laughs> and you still nailed it. Yeah, right. is it going to be a cougar face every time? Teammate number, ooh. No. Oh, I know who that is. That's Big Peasy, Paul Miley. <laughs> Paul Miley oh, he yeah. goes quickly on Paul Miley on that one, so that's got to be Paul yeah. Miley. Yeah. <laughs> All right, teammate number three, who's that coog? That, is that Ace? <laughs> Petey? Who is that? No, not LJ. No, I look at the hair. That's like, that, I want to say it's Petey. No, what? no. Preston? <laughs> I can't no, tell. No, I ain't Preston. Okay, well, Who is so that? do you have any oh. thoughts on this? Uh, I, say, I say Ace Kafusi, maybe. I think Preston Rex or Petey Tuipoloto. And the answer here is? No. LJ. No way. Oh, you guys messed up that no AI way. screwed up. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. The, the, the AI added a little yeah. too much yeah. on that one. They they they, yeah. they took away. They just do what the AI should do my face and make my face slimmer because he had big bigger. Yeah. Cheeks. Yeah. You can't put those cheeks. Look at that. You can't. That's what I'm saying. So so That's too much uh, too much A in the AI there. I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. He's on the team. No, that's got to be either me or a very handsome man. Enoch? <laughs> it, can, it can be a player or a coach. Oh, okay, okay. That's, is that? Wait, a... No, that can't be. That's, is that a... is that Vince Fayola? That's what I think it is. One. What do you think, Aiden? That looks like a mature person. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you say this. The answer here is it's your oh. <laughs> Told you he was handsome. <laughs> Life. How come that's scarier than the picture before? <laughs> Thanks a All lot, right, guys. Next. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Jay Hill. That's Jay Hill. That's Jay Hill. Quickly, they say that's Jay Hill. There yeah. we go. He was Austin Powers today at practice and everything. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Hill was, yeah. That is good. Uh, All right, next up. That's Eddie Heckard. <laughs> that was quick. That's Eddie that Heckard. was very quick. It is Eddie Heckard. That was, <laughs> that was Wait, no time on. at all. <laughs> you dress up as Santa for Halloween? <laughs> it's a costume. Okay. All right. Uh, next. That's, that's uh, AJ. Yeah, that's got to be. That's got to be AJ. Look at the AJ. hair. The hair. AJ Vonkpachan, they yeah, say, without any hesitation. Be. AJ yeah. Vonkpachan. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Why did AI make the faces? I know. They are, they are kind of skinning it up yeah. a little bit. All right, next. I'm the AI, I don't complain about it. It was nice on mine. <laughs> Toning the faces up. That's Chase. That's Chase, Chase Roberts. Aiden is like Chase. just nailing these. That is Chase Roberts. Yes. Hey, he could probably give a voice too. KYP, know your personnel, <laughs> man. <laughs> know your personnel. Second to last one. Hey. Hey. Yeah, no trouble oh, no. there. 
There we go. <laughs> that was AI did that for sure. Uh, hey, that was awesome. And finally. Yeah, that's uh, you know. Bold. Uh, you know. Bold. Yeah. <laughs> that might that might be me. That, that could be me. That Very might be handsome. me. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Good work, guys. After this break, we'll have some social media Q&A for Aiden and Kalani and some BYU football trivia and BYU football with Kalani Sitake returns on BYU TV, BYU Radio. BYU football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Breeze, the official hometown airline of BYU Athletics, in partnership with the San Bernardino International Airport. And Ken Garf, we hear you. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitaki. We've got The Rock in the house on this Halloween night. Let's hear you again. We've got a social media Q&A now presented by Ken Garf. We hear you. First question coming in from at B Hammer Time for both of you, I guess. Uh, what's the worst Halloween candy and why is it candy corn? Now, that's his editorial comment. <laughs> but uh, do you have a Halloween candy you're not down with? Uh, candy corn, one. Two, um, honestly, Twizzlers suck. Whoa. Twizzlers are terrible. Controversial opinions. Are, do, y'all, do y'all not agree? Yeah, I, I, I just I don't think licorice is good. I just <laughs> I don't see why people like it. <laughs> Kalani, hey, you don't get this physique from turning down any kind of candy. <laughs> candy corn, give it to me. I'll eat it. All right. Licorice too. You'll oh. take it all. Yeah. Uh, never met Big, a candy I didn't like. At Big Mike 09A asks, uh, what's your favorite Halloween costume? Have you had one that just knocked it out of the park? I really like one that just killed it. Uh, let's see. A couple years ago, I dressed up as Easy E. I like, you know, threw on a dicky fit and, you know, <laughs> had my hair out before I had dreads, so you know, I had the hair out and everything, curled up, all that. So yeah, that's that's probably my favorite costume. Kalani. I once just turned my pockets inside out and went as broke. <laughs> so, just said trick or treat, give me your candy. That's all. I mean, that that's, didn't have enough, enough money for a costume, so there it goes. At PhilDog661, Pat McAfee's been making the rounds in the Beehive State lately. He asks, uh, could Kalani beat Pat McAfee in an arm wrestle? What do you think, Aiden? The man's arms. (laughs) The pythons. Why why don't we just have an eating contest? That's more fun. (laughs) Arm wrestling, they, they still do that? They still, uh, they still I, do. They do. I know. I, I, I just answered my own question. Yeah, I knew yeah. it when I asked that. Uh, I, what, one question that's not actually in social media, but it's for you. Um, what, what makes him maybe unique in the college football world? You've been around enough programs. Uh, Kalani's a little different, isn't he? Yeah, he's definitely a player's coach, and he's the most juiced up coach I've ever been around. <laughs> like, if I make a play, I know I can look on the sideline. He's going to be high stepping, <laughs> stiff arming the, the chains and. All type of stuff, man. So I know he's he's juiced up, man. I love it. That energy's contagious. Do you guys love it too? Yeah. <laughs> we love our guy. So 
Love it's you all guys. From the heart. Thank you. As we take another break, here's this week's trivia question presented by Breeze, the official hometown airline of BYU Athletics. In BYU's only previous meeting with West Virginia, these three current NFLers led BYU in passing, receiving, and tackles. Who are they? Rushing. Let's just say passing, rushing, and tackles. Who are they? We'll change that. Passing, rushing, and tackles. Who are they? The answer after this. Stay with us. hometown airline of BYU Athletics. In BYU's only previous meeting with West Virginia, these three current NFL players led BYU in passing, rushing, and tackles. Who are they? Kalani always gets this question during the break. This is an easy one, we think. It's Taysom Hill, who had 241 passing yards. Jamal Williams had 169 rushing yards. And Fred Warner had 14 tackles, nine of them solo, all making their names in the NFL and making BYU and Cougar Nation proud. Looking ahead to Saturday night's BYU-West Virginia broadcast schedule now. At 5 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Mountain, it'll be a two-hour pregame show on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. The game itself will be on FS1 and stay with us, Hans, Mitch, Shep, and me on BYU Radio, then come back to BYU TV and stay with us on BYU Radio for all the comprehensive post-game coverage. That is what's happening Saturday night in Morgantown in terms of the broadcast schedule. Time for a look at what the Cougars will be wearing this Saturday night in Morgantown. After a first-of-its-kind look in Austin this past weekend, the Cougars return to a more familiar combination. They're going to ice it out. It is modeled by our own Travis Hodson. I haven't seen Travis yet. Travis, is he? Oh, here he comes. He's got his yeah. own cheering section. He's got people with signs. He's the best part of the show suddenly. Look at that. You guys do love Travis. I like the signs. And Travis, we love you. You're looking and good, the, man. The Travis Aiden, you pose. like the look? Yeah, the Travis pose down. Okay, I hope it's a winning look this, uh, this weekend for BYU. Yeah. Good luck to you guys in Morgantown. Travis, thank you. Rock, thank love you. Love you guys. Thank Happy you. Halloween. Thank you. Have a great